Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. New year, new you. Start off 2022 by adding Cornbread Hemp to your health and wellness plan. Cornbread Hemp's organic extra strength CBD gummies deliver 50 milligrams of CBD and THC to help with your everyday aches and pains. Cornbreadhemp.com and use the promo code X for 30% off. Stressful new year? Don't cut it with Cornbread To Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. February 14, 2022. It's Valentine's Day edition of Kentucky Roll Call here at Radio 9.1. Morning. Roush, how are you? Man, this show, it's my least favorite of the year, maybe. The day after the Super Bowl, it just nobody wants to work today. Well, we shouldn't have to worry about doing a show after the Super Bowl if we had any common sense in this country and had the Super Bowl on a Saturday like we should. I for the longest time was like you know, but it's it's Sundays. Football's on Sunday, but no, like we they play football on basically every day of the week. I think we had a Tuesday night game last year with the Steelers. So yes, just make it on a freaking Saturday for the love of Pete. You give them two weeks off. It would just life would be so much better if it was at like a Saturday at like hell at the same time. You can have it later if it's on a Saturday too. I, I don't. I'm with you. I, I, it took me a while to get on board. I thought Sunday's are tradition. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Well, you know what? Super Bowl Saturday is alliterative, too. Let's let's do that. Justin Kalen, how are you? I am good. I am. Uh, I'm not. I have no complaints about the Super Bowl. It got over early. What, what's the big deal? I mean, not really. Like what? It still is about ten o'clock. I mean, yeah. that's pretty normal bedtime, unless you stayed up to watch like all the interviews and stuff. I mean, it's still it's not early, early, but you live. I mean, not having a kid, it's 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 all it's all different for you. Different life, yeah, yeah, it's different life. But uh, it's not the latest, you know. It's better than like an eight o'clock start. Yeah, it's better than your normal Sunday night or Monday night football start time. Mm -hmm. But just imagine a country with a Super Bowl Saturday. It would be it'd be the one of the biggest party days of the year. Everybody would be doing something. On a Super Bowl Saturday. Everybody. And, and we can just, like, I, I don't know, just be lazy bums for a day. I don't want to yeah. have to turn my brain on. That's what it's more about. It's the brain. Because yesterday I spent most of the day drinking and eating terrible foods. And I just want to, like, fester in my own filth. And just, like, just I just want to sit on the couch for, like, four hours straight and do absolutely nothing. I don't have to nap, but I couldn't have. That's what we need the day after Super Bowl because it is exhausting eating and drinking and watching so much football. It, it's it's really a testament to the human spirit, what we can accomplish as football fans. We just need to be rewarded for all of our hard work without having to go to work immediately the next day. Ralph, I'll be honest. When you came in saying it was your least favorite day of the year, I thought you were going with Valentine's Day because that happens to be my least favorite day of the year. Oh. Wow. Hate Valentine's Day. Hopeless romantic, Justin Kalen, scorned experience, 
with Valentine's Day. Let's hear no, all about it, bud. No, I, I, and I think I had the same take last Valentine's Day, but I just I, I hate that there's one day needed to show your love to your significant other. Like th- that should be a year round thing. Why do we need one day? It's for a remi- it's a reminder for guys that don't remember they're married that they have to get their wife something for this day. The thing is, though, is like I might have had that take when I was dating, but like TJ, now that we're married, I, I don't. I don't know about you, but I don't. I don't feel like there's pressure for me to do anything on Valentine's Day. That's yeah, I, I totally. I was gonna say the exact same thing. I totally disagree. I think JK47 has a warped view of marriages. I think Valentine's Day, it, the the biggest suckers to the holiday are newly dating, newly yeah. engaged, and maybe first marriage maybe your first year as a married couple for Valentine's Day. Pretty much if you are if you're not any one of those newly dating, engaged first or second Valentine's Day as a married couple, it it it, it may as well just be any other day. Yeah, it it'll be um I think we're going to get some Valentines for Duke to make this afternoon. So that'll be kind of cute. Uh, you know, I'll I'll probably go to the store and help him pick out some flowers for mom. So I mean, that, that's what the holiday is now. It's like, okay, let's just have a fun little, you know, exercise with our kid. It, it, might eat some some good food. I don't know. I'm definitely not in the mood to cook anything today. I'll tell you that much. I shouldn't say any other day. I was being somewhat facetious. But uh, we're, yeah, it'll be like a, a nice dinner. And that's pretty much it. So, no, minimal minimal expectations, Justin, which is nice. That, I mean, yeah, that that is nice, and and you're right. It is probably a lot different when you're dating versus when you're married. A lot of stuff changes when you get married. I'm also, I'm, I wonder, do you all have a? Is there a memorable Valentine's like TJ? Did you do the the rom com thing one year and go all out and? Have, I I just don't know if I've ever done anything big for Valentine's Day for anyone I was dating ever. So I might um, just be bad at this. One of my like first teenage Valentine's date dinner spots was Red Lobster, so I thought that was man, it's pretty Come big, on. pretty it's big power move. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like go, you know, go somewhere nice. All right, say less. Let's go to Red Lobster. Did you smash uh, like sixteen cheddar biscuits right in front of her? Yep, <laughs> made her watch every bite. Did you say let's Flutter. have a contest to see who can eat the most cheddar biscuits? I, I did, and it was eighteen to one and a half. I won, so. <laughs> It was an impressive domination of of sorts. Um, no, I, I don't. I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, I don't think so. Like, yeah. just uh, you know, again, I think like I, I I probably have given better. I the the wife wears a necklace that I got her the first Valentine's Day. Um, no, but yeah, not not, not nothing too memorable. That's pretty memorable. He did good. It wasn't just a tree. That okay. actually, I think uh, now wouldn't now be a pretty decent time to buy a tree if you don't like if you if if, if isn't this a planting season for trees? Well, first off, you you make fun of me because if you're new to Kentucky roll call seven to nine Monday through Friday, hope everybody's having a good Super Bowl Monday and isn't as drowsy and tired as we all are. Uh, I once got the wife a tree as a present, didn't know what else to get, so just went to the local tree store and got a tree, and ever since then have been made fun of and ridiculed, 
But that being said, every time, Roush, you end up with some caveat that, like, actually, it wouldn't be a bad time. A tree would be pretty good this time of year. Oh, I, I could see myself giving a tree. Uh, you always end up, you know, coming around to it. And, and, yes, this would be a phenomenal time to get a tree. I'm not a green thumb by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, there's no bad time to get a tree. So, trick question, and there's your answer. <laughs> I think the one bad time is that uh, the ground might be frozen if you're trying to dig a hole. That's uh, true. Plant that tree. That would be difficult. I actually, um, I think that's the best surface for me to play golf on because yesterday, before the ground froze, I hit every single putt. I, I mean, it was the best round of golf I had in my life until the ground thawed. Uh, frozen Super Bowl morning golf. Rouse was like Tiger freaking Woods out there <laughs> dropping putts. I don't think I missed a putt till the ninth hole. I, I was on fire in Fuego. And then, you know, ground, I, I'll blame it on the ground thawing. Uh, but it could have just been the beverages I was consuming. I, either or, but uh, had a good time out in the elements yesterday. It felt yeah. good to be out there in the 30-degree weather. Yeah, I forgot you you had your, your Super Bowl golf scramble. Uh, Justin, did you get out in golf as well this weekend? I did. Yeah, what uh, what was that, Friday or Thursday? One of those days I went out. Well, how, how, how did it go for you? Uh, it was fun. It was nice to get out and swing. The score uh, did not indicate. Only played nine, but I got two parts, so I was pretty happy. Yeah, there we go. Woo. Nice. Yeah, any round you get out there in the winter, yeah. It, yeah, it feels like you're stealing something. That's why the Bobby Hook Golf Academy there over off exit four in southern Indiana is so is so clutch. Uh, yeah, Roush, yesterday morning, oh, it was it was freezing. I'd, was was it a good time? I, I would so. It's one of those things that I almost never am out in the elements for anything because like, even if I go to a football game in cold weather, I'm usually up in the press box or something. So I, I had a, I had a great time just like going out and having fun in the cold weather. We did a uh, two man scrambles. There was probably, we had four groups. So there was a dozen of us. Um, uh, and yeah, it was, it was, it was a great time. Uh, I, uh, and, and like you said, it feels like you're stealing something. It, that's certainly the case where you're just like, man, I feel like I'm getting away with it. The first few holes, you know, my 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 hands, my extremities were a little cold. But once you got moving out there, it was it was no big deal. I was going two gloves, Teddy or Teddy two gloves, excuse me, out there uh, throughout the entire round and uh, did pretty decent, did pretty decent. So highly recommend uh, golfing the cold. Also had the entire course to ourselves. So, you know, always a little bit of fun. Well, I could have guessed, I could have guessed that. I, I was actually <laughs> going to ask, like, was there even another group out there? But yeah, I would have figured it would have been, it would have been at worst pretty open for you all. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we had one guy. We had a few injured people. It's like one guy. He's six months post Achilles, so there, I think there was a few shots. He was just like, eh, I'm not walking over there. Um, but he played most of the round. We had another guy who tore his rotator cuff, who was our uh, par three putter. Like he would just he he would give every team an extra putt on par threes and only hit him for one team and he hit him every single time hit like an eighteen foot birdie I mean it was insane it was like so did you all work out a deal before ahead of time but nevertheless uh, a lot of fun just get, getting the boys out there uh, I did the smart move too TJ where I had uh, an uh, my aunt was already watching Duke that afternoon so I could just take my sweet butt time getting home and then. Like, oh, dude, you look tired from playing all day. Let's watch some TV, and Dad can take a 30-minute nap. So that was that was clutch before the Super Bowl kickoff. Very clutch. 
Well, I'm glad glad it was a, a, a good day. The Cats played on Saturday. It was a good day on Saturday as well. We will talk about that. Uh, we got a lot to talk about with UK's win over Florida. It was one of those wins you couldn't really totally dive knee-deep headfirst, celebrate as much as you wanted to because you were worried about Tata Washington. Uh, we'll talk about that. I guess let's let's go ahead and finish up the, the Super Duper Bowl comments. The game is played. Mm-hmm. It was probably the most boring, close, exciting Super Bowl that I can ever remember. Like, it was a good game. I was into it, but it just wasn't a game that had a ton of huge plays. It was almost like a, a, a defensive chess match. Both teams just kind of feeling each other out, not wanting to be the one to make the huge mistake, but there were there, there were mistakes. Uh, but at the end of the day, the Rams have a drive at the end of the game to, to really – impressive drive regardless of what I'm about to say and I think everybody knows what I'm about to say uh impressive drive all the same but Roush one that will be remembered discussed scrutinized criticized because of some a questionable call some questionable calls yeah and the the play that had the holding call in Cincinnati that kept the drive alive was that was that on third down or fourth down I think it was a third and goal. Yeah. That was very ticky tack. Um, baloney. I think it was even worse that they missed the false start before the play. That's like, what I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> the, the pretty much the entire team was moving except for guard center guard, and the ball was snapped and they were all moving. I was shocked they didn't call that. I also, though, like Bengals fans, you got away with uh pretty blatant pass interference to score a 75 yard touchdown. So uh, that's why I can't get too worked up over it being rigged. Cause, Cause like they, but they both had significant bad calls go either team's way. Yeah. Yeah. They, Justin, what did you, what did you think of it? I mean, I, I thought it was just unfortunate. It was, it was a great played game. There was what four penalties before those final two in that last drive. So it, it was unfortunate, but I, th- I thought they were the right calls. Yeah, the hold on Cup was that. They didn't, that call, the they didn't, call, they didn't call that all night. They didn't <laughs> yeah. call that all night. That that was, yeah, that was really bad. That was like um, the college basketball ref coming out after halftime, like saying, we're going to we're gonna take control of this game. And they start calling hand checks. That was the type of low grade, like cheap little holding call. Like that was, that was very white work. I thought. Nine times out of ten, that's great defense. Uh, yeah, I, I think ten times out of ten, that should be considered great defense. That was a bummer. If I was a Bengals fan, I'd be that. That would that'd be tough to to swallow, knowing that that pretty well. You know, that's the thing. It's a, I, I shouldn't say it definitively decided the game. It certainly made t- things difficult on the Bengals. But I was looking forward to them not calling that because they shouldn't have, and seeing what happens next. It would have been. Fourth and goal for the Rams from the eight. They had all three timeouts. You could have pulled the good old Matt LaFleur and kicked the field goal, although even then it's a better situation than when he actually decided to kick the field goal. But neither here nor there. It's certainly something that's not on my mind. But, yeah, fourth and eight, you you almost certainly don't kick the field goal, although I guess theoretically you could. 
Uh, you, the Rams would have had all three timeouts. So if you didn't get a touchdown, then you could, you know, you you could still theoretically get the ball back and, and have a chance to go the length of the field. Um, instead, they get a new set of downs. They score, chew up a little bit more clock, but it, it still had a feel that Joey Biscuits was going to go get the Bengals in field goal play, get, go get them in field goal range, and yeah. some questionable play calling there. Otherwise, they probably are in field goal range. At at minimum, you get a guy who hasn't missed a field goal in the postseason, has been perfect. You're going to get him at least a chance at it. But third and one, Roush. Yeah, didn't like that at all. I <laughs> did not like it. Because you had to burn a timeout, you know? And, yeah. And I guess Mixon had a couple decent runs, but they even gave it to Piran. They didn't give it to Mixon. Yeah, I just did not like that call at all. Well, and then P-Ride was in on the final play of the game as well. I'm like, what? why is Mixon not out there? I get that he's their third down back, and they're going to primarily, but, like, just, no. <laughs> You're actually going to run it. Don't don't run it with P-Ride there. Put Mixon in. I, I didn't like the call, especially their their drive starter. They, they, they started that drive exactly how you need to. It was like a 20-yard gain or something, and then they pick up nine uh, on first down, just kind of throw a ball away, and then third and one, just halfback dive. Like not not even a creative. You're you're trying to run at Aaron Donald on third and one. Like, come on. And I, I did anybody else think that like it was a bad spot? Nobody yeah. else. Like I didn't yeah. I didn't see anybody on social media say anything about it. And I was pretty tired at that point. I, you know, not not to brag, super popular, but had to went to two parties and then finally we had gotten like I wanted to get home so I could watch the final you know couple drives in the fourth quarter at at my own house and so i was i was pretty tired but i was so maybe i was seeing things it looked like it it was at least worth double checking and everybody was just totally all right with them being like yep it's short it's it's fourth and one here's here's where the ball is and then even on kind of the junk fourth down play i thought that the when burrow had just kind of flung it i thought that i don't know who that player was on the Bengals, but it looked like he was right there like he was gonna have a chance to be able to dive for it extend the game a little bit but no i I guess depth perception was off on the on the tv camera angle but um yeah i thought uh, bad play calls gosh i thought for sure the big i thought we were gonna have overtime and with how this nfl postseason has been i would have bet good money on it And, and as somebody who is invested in the over uh the way the third quarter started, you're like, okay, here we go. And then just no points for basically, the, I think it was the until the very end when the Rams got that touchdown. This guy was very much hoping and looking forward to some overtime. And then a touchdown scoring to to make sure that bad boy covered. But I took the sucker bet. I knew it was a sucker bet. And uh, the over, not not really even close. Not a lot of points scored. But like you said, TJ, it I think you did describe it well in that it was an exciting game where not a whole lot happened there like yeah. really until the end. Yeah. It, I felt it, really it, bad for uh, OBJ too, just because he was playing well and I was really kicking myself for not betting him to score first touchdown because those are some pretty pretty rock-solid odds. Hell, any time touchdown for him was great. And I think he had two or three catches until he had that injury. And I, ultimately, I thought it was going was to cost the Rams because – that that one guy, the big dude from Northwestern, eighteen, he did not look like he belonged out on that football field. It, uh, I, 
lost my train of thought because a buddy of mine had sent over the uh the the Mingus Chris Mack back and forth. Did you see that? Oh no. This is breaking news to me. Man. I saw people joking on uh I saw a, a funny funny person on Twitter said so now Chris Mack knows what it's like to be at a championship game. Bazing. Yeah. Yeah, it 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 had a, a divided U of L fan base even more divided. But Chris Mack quote tweeted Clay Travis. There's a group of people here. If you just in this town, if you utter the name Clay Travis, they they shake their fists with rage. They hate him so much. Um, I, I guess Clay Travis had tweeted something about how there was a mask mandate for the stadium, but nobody was wearing masks. Blah blah right. blah. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Mack had quote tweeted that saying something. Um, so I guess since he had just made a comment on COVID, a COVID related thing, Mark Ennis had quote tweeted him and said, perhaps some insight into those COVID pauses. Cause you know, U of L did have a, a lot. a lot of COVID pauses and Chris Mack responded back and said, yeah, mask work idiot. <laughs> I will say to Ennis, I, I like that he responded, you're at the Super Bowl. What are you doing? Which, uh, yeah, I probably wouldn't be responding to my mentions while I was at the Super Bowl either. To be fair to all of this, yeah, I totally agree with that. I would not have thought that, like, hey, I'm at the Super Bowl. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get on the old tweeter. But but he is a huge Bengals fan. So uh, to, to, to add a layer, just one little layer – as to why you'd be on your phone is just because we all know going to a game versus watching on your TV. Sometimes you don't get to, you don't get to hear some explanations. So sometimes people can get on Twitter just to kind of see what's going on. What are they missing? What are they saying? Why something happens that I can't hear or Anxiety see the game. Uh, I, I, I definitely can sure. that as well, you know, in a Colts game. Now that doesn't obviously take the steps to responding to people, um, especially getting into to Twitter fights and to Twitter disagreements. I, I, now, I will say, like, for, for Mac, like, all right, you get tweeted, you respond, and then the, re- the, the person who tweeted you's first response is, why are you even answering me? That's like, well, because, you, you know, you, re- you, you said something to me. Like you can't, you don't get on me for saying something back to you when you said something to me. But the whole thing was a very hilarious side note to the Super Bowl that was going on. But yeah, it is. You you pay, I don't know, most likely probably seventy five hundred dollars per ticket. I don't know if he went by himself or with family or friends. But I would just spitball somewhere in that ballpark and then you know, getting in Twitter fights while you're there. It's an interesting look, <laughs> but all around. That, that was a, a little side note drama there. But, uh, yeah, Bengals fans, it was a hell of a run. Mm-hmm. Now you get to experience some some big boy heartbreak. And I know Bengals fans have. They're well-versed in it, but not to this degree. Playoff heartbreak is different than any sort of long-withstanding regular season misery of just you know constant losing it's just there's something different when you're that close you taste it you can smell it and then it just gets pulled out from underneath you and then in this instance you're all these Bengals fans are always gonna have to to wonder what if the refs don't 
don't throw that flag. They don't throw the penalty. And that yeah. hurts. It hurts. So I'm I'm here for you, Bengals fans. It really was kind of shaping up to feel like that Kansas City game, too, where they had the crazy stop at the end. I, I thought that's the direction. I mean, they, that defense was holding up down there in the red zone until that penalty. So, and to, to have as many, like the Bengals have been to the playoffs quite a bit over the last 12 years or so. And so they at least know the heartbreak. They finally got the one win. They went all the way to the Super Bowl. Now is the time for the taking. And to be so close, yet still so far away. I, I, it was one of those where I felt bad. Um, I felt bad for Bengals fans, especially a couple of my friends that actually made it out to the game. I can't imagine like their range of emotions being there. And after seeing Trevor enjoy his moment watching the Eagles win the Super Bowl in person, I, I wanted that for some of my friends. But at the same time, part of me wants. Part of me really wanted that Rams win because, TJ, on Friday, this can kind of segue us into more local angle. Did you see the report about Sean McVay from ESPN? I did, yeah. Had everybody talking around these parts. Yeah, he's uh, might be hanging it up. There's a lot of questions, a lot of speculation about his future that he could go the Gruden route, win a Super Bowl, dip out early, and have a family. So it could be his like, well, if I've got a Super Bowl, I've reached the mountaintop, might as well chill out, be on TV. He's he's and and this was coming from multiple different angles. A lot of their assistant coaches are departing after this season. So maybe the Rams, I, I'm not gonna lie, TJ. Part of me was really wanting the Rams to win just so that McVay could get his Super Bowl and get the hell out of there and stay away from Lane Cullen. Well, it will be interesting to to see. You can make a case that you know, think about Gruden's value once he did hang it up. It yeah. Skyrocketed. So, you 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 know, you could always go that route. I, I would be surprised if that happened, but I guess you never know. But, yeah, we, we had – it kind of segues into who that catch fan tweets and says, with Cohen likely leaving for the Rams, where do we go from here? Another assistant offensive coach from McVay coaching tree, Rams, Packers, 49ers, or do we go back to college? Yeah, I don't, I don't. You know, I I would think that at this time of the year, even though Woodward only has like two years, I think as a Division One assistant, maybe you go that you promote from within. Um, there's also the uh, chance that you, you you try to take somebody, like he said, from that kind of similar tree where you're running similar concepts that the players just got to learn uh, a different language in terms of terminology and whatnot. Um, but we're also like, I don't, who that cats fan. I still am not, uh, I don't think it's evident that that's going to happen and likely leaving. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't know if I would put it in that category, but I'm also just kind of holding on. <laughs> no idea. No idea what's next, uh, coming up this next week. So let's just hope that Nick Vay parties really hard and realizes, you know what? I'm never going to be able to do this again. Like, let's just let's just call Kings of the Castle set off into the sunset as champions. That would be nice. Would really appreciate that. Well, Ralph will come back and tell you his his percentage level concern and Liam Cohen leaving. And then we got to talk. It, it is it is February, mid February, definitively. Oh, it's Valentine's Day. We are within a month of Selection Sunday. And Scoots is, oh boy, folks, he is nervous because with mm. uh, under a month to go, 
he's not so sure he's going to be here and his Hoosiers called on the big TV show. So we'll come back. We'll talk about the Caps win over the Gators. We'll talk a little bit more UK football and whatever you've got to say on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. We'll be right back. I woke up and I, I feel confident to say to you that if you don't take this Michael McDonald DVD that you've been playing for two years straight off, I'm going to kill everyone in the store and put a bullet in my brain. David, what do you suggest we play? Kentucky Roll Call. I would rather listen to Walker and Roush than have to listen to Michael McDonald. Nothing against him, but if I hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm going to Yamo burn this place to the ground. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 4.50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. It is Super Bowl Monday. Everybody in America is dragging because the big game should be on Saturday, and it's absolutely ridiculous. That is not – I know that's not like a new take. People have been saying that for decades and decades. I even wrote a paper on it back when I was in like fourth or fifth grade. Um, but it still should like some presidents should just throw that in. I think it was Hillary Clinton was like, yeah, if I'm, it was like a couple months before the election it was like, yeah, if I get elected, I'll release everything there is to release on aliens. Like mm. I would just throw like, you know, the, and, and you would think you would hope, although, you know, it's not true. You'd hope that that wouldn't be like the end all be all reason why anybody would vote for somebody. But maybe if somebody's 50, 50, they're like, oh, well. You know, she did say the alien thing. Okay, well, I guess, you know, that's 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 going to send me over. I guess I'll vote. I was pretty torn, but I guess I'll vote for this candidate now. One one candidate in the future should just be like, oh, and I'll make the Super Bowl on Saturday. Like, I've, I've got connections within the NFL. Uh, yeah, no problem. I'll make it happen. You, you get a candidate to do that, and I think you're going to get yourself some, some more votes. But for now, it's still on Sunday, which means just – uh, a few hours after you get to bed, after watching the big game, your butt's getting up, having to get ready for work, having to get the kids ready for school. But luckily, a Thornton's exists for you. You stop on by, you get yourself some coffee. It'll wake you up. It'll warm you up on a cold morning like today. And then treat yourself to some donuts. You ate. You didn't eat so great last night. Who cares? Let it carry yeah. over into today. Take the pressure off of this week and just go and have yourself a donut. They're ginormous at Thornton's. They're delicious at Thornton's. Stop by Thornton's today and send a text into the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450. You could also just make this simple proposal like, hey, President's Day, kids are out of school next Monday. So, like, just let's just move President's Day back a week. I don't think it has to be on any specific day either. Instead of making it the third Monday, let's just make it the second Monday of February, and boom, that that'll that that's another alternative as well. Yeah, shout out to the city of Cincinnati for giving their kids off school today, win or lose. I thought that was a good call. Probably makes life easier for parents too. All around good decision. 
it makes it hilarious yes. that they did it because it was going to be the team's first Super Bowl. But yeah, yeah, yeah but, but you know, even then, still going to stay up late. You know, that, that was that was nice of them. Yeah, no, I just thought it was funny because that was their reasoning that the Bengals are going to bring home their first Super Bowl. The the one bummer of the Rams winning is we don't get any cool like fans celebrate like it's not like in philly where they're greasing up the poles so that people can't climb on top of them you know like you're you're not getting that in la i did see that van jefferson uh celebrated by having a child so that's a cool <laughs> i thought if stafford got that one ball down he was open in the back of the end zone that that should have been the go-ahead touchdown but his wife went into labor in the middle of the game and he ended up uh, having a baby last night. So congrats to Van. Big, big, big Sunday. I think he's going to remember February 13th, 2022 for, for some time. Yeah, that's uh, quite the day. No no kidding. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. We're going to get into a bunch of different things here. Uh, how, how Roush feels about Liam Cohen and if he's going to leave and all that sort of stuff. Did, but real quick, did you all like the, the halftime show? I thought it was great. I like that they stuck to the hits for the most part too. You got to know your where you're at. So like we got Dr. Dre, like we're playing California Love, damn it. Uh, really liked 50 Cent doing the callback to the end of club video, although I couldn't figure out who he was for a while. Just like who's that? Who's that fat guy out there? And you're like, oh, that's 50 Cent. Like he's not as he's not as shredded as he once was. But you know, hey, wow. I, I can't Dropping I can't blame. Him. I know plenty of dads across America made the more like 75 cents or more like a dollar. I, I enjoyed that he gave dads everywhere the ability to make that joke. So thanks, 50 Cent. You did it. I just don't think the hanging thing went as cool and well as they thought it was going to. Um, that that was a little awkward. But besides that, yeah, I thought it was a good show. And it it just it re reiterated a very true point though like i liked that because i grew up to a lot of that music you know roush we were a little mm -hmm. young when some of that came out but for the most part that right. was music that we had kind of grown up to it, it's just whatever's whatever people can relate to i i saw i, I saw a funny tweet that and i I'm, don't have it verbatim so i'm gonna I'm going to butcher it, but it was something along the lines of like, I was seeing a lot of millennials in my timeline saying, finally, not a, not a halftime show for old people. It's music for when I, for folks of when I was growing up. And then it was like, and then two seconds later, they realized what that means. And there is, some <laughs> there is some truth to it. Yeah. Like I'm going to, we're going to like halftime shows that we feel like we can relate to. I felt like that one was a little bit more relatable just because it was music that hit the nostalgia feels a little bit more. But it's like uh, they had the Who playing at the Super Bowl in like 2000, you know? Yeah. You're like, God, this is for all the who listens to this music. And I'm sure there are kids right now thinking the same thing like, oh, they got the music for all the old people in their 30s and 40s. And like, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> it is sad, but it is true. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed it though. It was like I don't think it was the best halftime show of all time, but it was good. That, that yeah. they they played they played it, you know it seemed a little short, but you only have so much time anyways. Man, Mary J. Blige's boots just that those were. I I, I mean it was there was just so much boot there. I mean, just enormous boots. Imagine a putting tea, on right? a boot like that. Justin. You're you're saying that with a T on the end, correct? 
Yes, boots. Yeah, yes. Boots. The, boots. The, the, the shoe. I was like, man, and Ralph shoes, was fixated on the wrong place. Those shoes, though, would be scooter dingus sized, right? <laughs> those things were enormous. You could you could jump into one of those and just hop around on one leg in one of Mary J. Bosch's boots. Like a sack race. I'd like Justin's next job just to be you got to follow Mary J. Blige around on tour and you're in charge of the boots, putting them on, taking them off. I too would love that job. Yeah. Sign me up. Mm. How do I how do I get in touch with that? <laughs> but I enjoyed the the halftime show. When you're gonna have so many big names, I, I yeah, that was the party I was at, that was probably the crit- the criticism I heard the most was just like, you only heard one line from this person, or they only sung for 20 seconds, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, you're going to have so many big names, and you're going to spread it out. But I thought that kind of was why it made it seem like it was going by so quick, is it was just like, boom, 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 boom. Uh, and it went pretty It went pretty well. Man, Dr. Dre, too. I, I know he he's a successful businessman, but talk about somebody who really parlayed I mean, he did. Did he only do the Chronic, and and that's it as far as like him making his own music? Oh, I don't I have no idea. I don't think he made like a lot of his own music. Now he produced a, a, a ton of it, but he's really taken that that one and just ran with it, doing well for himself. That Dr. Dre can't say I feel actually. Bad I'm for changing him. changing my whole opinion. Um, I hated it. Why was where the hell was Nasty Dog? Oh God, yeah, good, good point. That, that why would his did Snoop abandon Nasty Dog? Did he leave him to a farm in Lawrence, Kansas? You don't want to. It's winter. You can't leave your your Nasty Dog out too late and the too long in the elements. I'm calling Peta like this. I was fully and I and I bet like you know Snoop was like, hey, just so you know, per my contract. Nasty Dog has to come with me. This giant fake plant prop, uh, these exotic dancers or whatever. What, what did Kansas call them? Gymnasts or something like that? Acrobat, uh, acrobatic yeah. uh, entertainers. Yeah. We've got our acrobatic entertainers that come with us. Uh, and I wonder if the Super Bowl is like, all right, well, no, this is bigger than Nasty Dog in the gang. Uh, we You don't get to tell us who's – and, and uh, you don't get to tell us who's performing – but I, I would have said I would have said it's a non-negotiable. Like if I'm Snoop, I can't believe he turned his back on Nasty Dog. Man, can't believe it. It's it's really sad. You know, I would think that Snoop would would care more for his animals, but uh, it's a real shame. Real shame. He did he did look cool in that jumpsuit though. Oh yeah, it was like the uh, magic carpet. Very the cool. Yeah, very cool jumpsuit. I would love one of those jumpsuits. Imagine being cool enough to wear something like that. I could like, wear something like that. I mean, you could, but like where people are actually thinking that it looks cool in you, you know, like we, we could wear cool things and people would just be like, what is that dork doing? But they can wear it and still be cool. Well, part of it's just not caring. You just got to do it. And, you know, you just got to like not even think twice about it. I would, I would wear that jumpsuit out. Confidence is nine tenths of the law. Uh huh. Absolutely. Uh, and that is where what's your ruling on the law for Cohen staying at at UK? Who that cats fan? Who that cats fan comes back and says this tidbit from Schefter is why I thought it was more likely than not came out early yesterday. 
and it says the Rams have reinforcements on their mind. Kentucky offensive coordinator Liam Cohen, who has already worked as the Rams quarterback coach under Sean McVay, is a prime candidate to succeed O'Connell per, per league sources. Yeah, don't like hearing that. Don't like hearing that at all. Uh, he was the first candidate in there. Was really hoping we'd get a Kevin Olson, who is mentioned later in there. Uh, he previously was the quarterback's coach, then went to the Raiders to work with Gruden. Really, really was hoping he – I mean, they mentioned him as a candidate for that OC. Don't like, though, that Cohen gets the, the first billing there. Don't, don't like that at all. Um, yeah, so, so, not, so not good? Yeah, maybe like 60-40 he goes. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. Uh, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, I don't like that. All right, well, we can, talk more. we can talk more <laughs> about what that could mean uh, if that ends up happening. Fingers crossed that it doesn't. I don't think anybody's going to be mad or blame Cohen or direct their – their ill will in his direction if he does leave. I think most folks would be able to understand it, but it it wouldn't put Kentucky in the best spot here in the middle of February. Then Liam, you got a great offense. Come and you, you come come on back. Will Levis was it looks like he was out in LA for the Super Bowl. Like you, you can't let that guy no make him a first round pick. Get him to the Super Bowl, Liam, as a player, not yeah. just hanging out with Gronk parties. Yo, know, KSR needs to write the article that Co Cohen Levis came back for you. You need to stay for him. You, you need uh, really kind of make him feel guilty. <laughs> oh man, got to make him feel that. That basically that, that's the angle we should always take. TJ, we are good devout Catholics, so we're, we know all about guilt. We build statues to bring him here, and then we use guilt to keep him here. Oh, can we build a Liam Cohen statue? Well, that's obviously, you know, I think you start. We start with the guilt campaign. You, you can't. You're not really leaving us this late, are you? We start with that. If we feel like that doesn't work, then I mean, you know, absolutely, we go to the statue okay. uh, if if we have to. But yeah, I, I think we all just you, you and we like Cohen. So, you know, we'll do it respectfully. But, yes, we, we go directly into the guilt portion of our desperation attempts. You, you're not really – look at all these – we need, like, the players doing puppy dog faces too. You're not really leaving all these guys, are you? You said you were coming back. Ooh, yes, we can Photoshop them with, like, the pouty whip, like, mm -hmm. like all of the players. Yeah, that's a good I, good idea. I don't think he's – you know, I don't think he's leaving if you do those things. Uh, did I you mean, see you can't the say case? no. You see the UK Super Bowl commercial? Yes, yes. Uh, I enjoyed the. I enjoy that they're finally doing something with the knocking down doors because it's one of those things that I try to work into my writing, but I don't know how many people like. I don't, I don't know how many people actually pick up on it because um, he doesn't say it all the time, but in my brain he does. So I love that they went with the knocking down doors bit. It was a little. It felt a little awkward at the end. Like the stoops counting down to like break like that. I don't know. That just, it, it, it feels that's something that's very normal in a group setting, but feels very awkward in like screaming into a TV. I don't know. That that was my one, I guess if you could say downside take would be that it just felt, felt, felt a little awkward there at the end. 
I liked it. You got a little bit more uh, enthusiasm out of old Stoops than than you normally get. Uh, I, we need, you know, obviously it's better to see it with to actually see the video, but we we can we can play it here. Okay. Let me you get me it fired on, up. Let me get it on over to Justin. All right. Well, we we can do that. Um, I do enjoy that they always run back the old Super Bowl commercials ahead of time. Get you fired up for the game. And this year, they also made a video. Uh, preparing your favorite Super Bowl Sunday sacks. So uh, with, with some of the guys cooking up in the kitchen, I thought that was a great idea too. Oh, I don't, I didn't see that. Who who was cooking up what? Uh, you had Chris Rodriguez, Will Levis in the kitchen, uh, the whole crew. They, they they had a bunch of different stuff. I used my own recipe for buffalo chicken dip though. Change up the hot sauce a little bit. The wife wasn't this big a fan. Use well, Louisiana instead of just Frank's and I, I thought it was good but you know teach their own yeah nobody likes buffalo chicken dip so I, you'd think that's probably was the issue with it that's what I don't think that's what it was got that Justin, video pulled up all right yeah you know again I don't know how this is going to translate I only watched it the one time but here it is the video the commercial that you wanted to see but here's the audio all right everyone listen up there's no secret no magic no shortcuts. Our way is not the easy way. It's about work, day after day, game after game. It's building legacies, developing legends. It's 60,000 strong, showing up, getting loud. For the team, for each other. It's knocking down door after door after door. It's building this program into something nobody thought we could. And we're going to keep knocking down new doors. Yeah, I like wow. I, I didn't I didn't have an issue with the countdown. Uh, I love the the sound effects. I love the whistle. I love the blue and the white in the background there. Ooh, I didn't notice yeah. I didn't notice that the the first time. And I like you you know they're kind of playing the the 22 oats with it also being the 22 year. Um, you know, I I I I get that. I understand that as well. Uh, all around good commercial. Yeah, yeah. Big big time. It's also kind of nice too that this is no longer just like a bit. Felt like that was like a gimmick to try to get people just hyped on Kentucky football when they stunk. And now it's like, oh, now we're just trying to prevent our offensive coordinator from becoming the offensive coordinator of the defending Super Bowl champs. It's in a much different time and place than when these started. Yeah. Should the should the commercial have just been Mark Stoops being like, Liam, I know you're gonna have some options this year. This is me, UK football head coach Mark Stoops, and I'm here to tell you, don't go, man. Stay. We're just having fun. Don't go anywhere. Don't go to Los Angeles. You can keep coming and swimming in my pool. This is UK football head coach Mark Stoops. Thanks for your time. If that's the commercial, aren't people just fired up all across the state? Oh, yeah. And then how does, again, going back to kind of the guilt campaign, how does Cohen say no to that? UK spent an entire Super Bowl commercial. Oh, and why not, you know, if there's ever a big recruit, you know, Mark Stoops can just be like, hey, 
you and then it can just like blur out his name and it can and then he can be like from from paducah if, you know you can say the specific high school whatever we want you to come play you know if you do a whole commercial designated to one player how are they saying no to you so again these are just the these are why you need to get yeah. krc into your 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 athletic program offices we come up with the big ideas that are going to help big, the programs big brains over here that's why every successful company has two managers mm -hmm. um the two the two popes i mean it works so well for them you need the two guys from kentucky roll call giving you big brain ideas because we would just knock it out of the park just the two of us isn't that right justin suck it <laughs> oh speaking of suck it justin What happened? Um, this is Kentucky roll call, not Indiana roll call. So we're, we just don't have to rehash it. We've got a whole hour number two to get to the Kentucky Wildcats victory over Florida. But I just want to know. I want to know what happened. You, I'll, I'll you, be you honest. had it in your grasp. I'll be 100% I'll be honest with you, Roush. I had a broadcast at 4 o'clock on Saturday. So I have not seen the game. Wow. You didn't see the Kentucky game then? What a fan. No, I, I have not seen Kentucky or Indiana. My plan is to watch one today and then one tomorrow before uh, we get ready for more games this week. So would, are would you, you ever go into a would you ever go into a high school broadcast and not have done your homework or prep work? I certainly have, yeah. Wow, you better hope I mean, it's, it was a handful of times, but yeah, I've done that. Absolutely. It feels like you're coming into KRC not doing your homework. I mean, it's the second game I've missed all season, guys. I apologize, but I've, I've, it's painful as it's been for me. I've had to watch a good Kentucky team all year long, so I apologize well, that I missed one game. Well, I, I don't know, Roush. Does, does it work for you? I'm, I think he should be apologizing not for watching the Kentucky game. We watched the Kentucky game. I need to know what happened to the Indiana Hoosiers, and I think you need to sit down. Maybe instead of just watching it, rewatching it once, maybe TJ, he should rewatch it two or three times to really let all of that game sink into it. Yeah, and think, about, think about what you've done, buddy. I'll watch them both tonight. <laughs> yeah, watch, watch the Indiana one twice. God, you, uh, are, no. you all are such bullies. Indiana, <laughs> Indiana 16 and 8 on the year, 7 and 7 in conference. They've got. A big they that that one you all host Wisconsin. That's a big one, Justin. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, that's that's gotta be a win, or I think we're NIT bound and I'll be uh, ending it. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Uh, we're gonna talk Kentucky basketball. We're just messing with you, Justin. Indiana, I, I'm sure they'll be fine. No way you all don't I make don't, it into the tournament. I, I don't know that they will be, but okay. Hour number two, KRC coming up. We got to talk UK basketball, Ty Ty Washington, injury update, all that stuff, an entirely jam-packed Thornton's text line. Keep them coming. Hour two, KRC up next here on Big X Sports Radio. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! 
Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Replay of the show goes to 9 to 11. If you can't listen live from 7 to 9, plenty of ways to listen live, by the way. Streaming options, tune in, radio, the Big X Sports Radio website, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, as we had mentioned. And the podcast, that's not a way to listen live, but you can listen anytime besides when we're on live and you can get your podcast anywhere you listen to, you can get the KRC podcast anywhere you get your podcast. I know you could get your podcast anywhere you get your podcast because that's where you'd be getting your podcast. And Nick Roush, the podcast, a great way to, to listen to the show. We get a ton of text into the Thornton's text line from podcast listeners. Yeah, yeah. Podcast listeners that, that podcast is brought to you by our friends at Cornbread Hemp. Use the promo code BIGX at cornbreadhemp.com. You're going to get 30% off your order. And what can Cornbread Hemp help you with? Well, pretty much anything. Uh, whether it's physical ailments, you got some stress, you know, helps ease a little bit of anxiety. Also, big time help with the hangovers. I don't know how exactly it works. I'm not a scientist. They'll explain it to you at cornbreadhemp.com. But CBD, it really is the way to the future. Try it out today. Use the promo code Big X at checkout. You'll get 30% off at cornbreadhemp.com. There you have it. All right. I really enjoyed the game on Saturday, Roush, but me, along with a bunch of Kentucky fans, just felt like you couldn't enjoy it entirely because you were worried that you could have Ty Ty Washington out for the entire season. That wasn't just like a, well, let's, is it high ankle sprain? Is it low ankle sprain? Is, is he going to be out a game? Is he going to be out a couple weeks? This was, will the Kentucky's basketball run for a national championship include Ty Ty Washington or will it not include Ty Ty Washington? The way he went down, I was convinced that that was a, severe season-ending injury. I, man, the, I'm. there were a lot of emotions because the, I think a lot of it was just the fear that that something terribly wrong happened. Even even though he did the Wandell, I'm going to get up quickly and try to run off the court. Like, I, I'm, I'm okay. Let me just get the hell out of here as fast as I can. That... There was still plenty of anxiety, and I, I think to a degree there still is, but from what we know so far, from what we've heard from people with sources, from what John Calipari said, it doesn't sound like – it sounds like it, it wasn't as bad as it looked, which it, it looked looked pretty gnarly, uh, especially the part where the dude seemingly decided to just dive even though Tata had the ball in his hands. I don't I don't know how that wasn't a foul. I don't know what that guy was thinking, um, but, man, my blood was boiling at the thought of that. Yeah, the officiating was a joke on Saturday. I don't know how that wasn't a foul as well. I don't think it was a dirty play, but it should have been a foul. Um, you, you can't just dive into people, take out their knees. But, it, gosh, it, it looked like you couldn't really tell if it was an ankle or a knee because it looked like both of them just went in – 
the horribly, terribly mm. wrong direction. And he, again, just as is tradition, he was playing well, too. He was doing, uh, again, his shot wasn't really falling, and he he hasn't really had a, I don't know if you'd go as far as saying he's been slumping shooting, but he hasn't been great from a, at least from a field goal percentage standpoint, but he was at least finding ways to impact the game in some other areas. Roush, he had six assists, five rebounds when he mm-hmm. went out. Um, I was really nervous that it was going to be season long, torn something. I guess, yeah, I guess we're still not technically in the clear just yet. But and I and to be in honestly, the quotes afterwards, I think a lot of UK fans. Davion Mint said something in the UK official post game show that he was like, "Yeah, we we you know we saw him. He was in good spirits. We were laughing. Um, he's you know he said we'll we'll pray for him, but I think he's going to be all right." Uh, then you had Calipari's comments, Roush, which if you actually broke down what Calipari said, they it it wasn't nearly as positive as I think people thought that they were. Because like he, you know, he didn't say the X-rays were negative. He just said we we got X-rays. Yeah, seemed to hint and insinuate that it wasn't anything too serious. But if you actually broke down the actual words, yeah, yeah, the the tone was reassuring, but there wasn't anything of substance there, other than like you know he'll probably miss a week or two. Like he kind of gave like that, like he took a bad hit and he'll probably miss a week or two. I think. The thing upon further examination that didn't worry me as much is that his his like knee didn't get stuck. I feel like a lot of times when you see that happen to a knee or something like that, like it it's stationary and everything else goes one way. When that kid dove into his leg, like it moved, but it it, it like he hit it sideways, but his foot slid with it and kind of gave it a little bit of wiggle room. Maybe th- this is me definitely playing doctor from afar, but after seeing many bad knee injuries, it, it at least missed that one trait of a lot of bad injuries where it's staying still and they're just kind of plowing into it. It just gives. I don't I hope I hope we're in the clear and I think we're in the clear, but I, I can't say with certainty that we are, and I'm still going to be feeling kind of uneasy until uh until we officially hear something. I I, I am with Kentucky fans too in that would like a little bit more reassurance than just haven't seen him. And thankfully, Cal didn't just start off his post game by saying that because I, as fun as that little bit has been uh, at times, that that was not the time for it. Yeah, and gosh, I saw I saw so many people saying that. Could you all? Could people just not wait to see? Like, wait until he did or didn't do that before there was like a threatening of Calipari that like you and you better not start your press conference with you haven't seen him. People have just gotten way too emotional with what that dude says and what he does. And it is not a good look for a lot of folks. Um, I I happen to agree that he should be as forthcoming as as he should be with injuries like this. But uh, you should give him a chance. And uh, he handled it, I think, as anybody would would have liked. You know, I think he's just being honest that, yeah, we've already got the, the test underway. He didn't say they were negative. I, you know, I wish he, I wish he would spill the beans on every injury all the time. Um, but people were hearing his quotes and feeling good about it, and I was like, all right, you know, I guess better than them coming out and saying, hey, he's going to be out for a, a long time. Um, 
Yeah, but I was like, I still, I still wanted, I still wanted more confirmation. I still, I still needed more. And then Rob Doster later that night, I guess he had spoken with a source that confirmed it wasn't going to be anything too serious. Here, um, well, of course, I've tried to pull something up and it's not coming up. It's just not working. That happens. Uh, it, Rob Doster said, I spoke with a source close to that program that said they think it's just an ankle. They, they don't think it's all that serious. They think it's kind of just a day-to-day thing, which the Kentucky did say, hey, he still may be out a week or two. Status is still TBD moving forward since it's so recent. It looks a lot worse than what it is. I think they got a little bit lucky on that one. So those that were fearing the worst, which I was one of them, fear not. But I, I mean, I do, I, I, especially the part of the end where he's like, it, it does look worse than it probably was. I, I can see that to where it's ultimately just like a kind of like a hyperextension type deal, except not technically a hyperextension by the definition of it. Uh, but it's still knee sprain. That's, that's a, like I said, week or two, probably, uh, bare minimum. And you just had Jacob Toppin roll his ankle against South Carolina. He didn't play. In that game on Saturday, I know things were fine because you're at home and Florida kind of stinks. You you also got a little bit of between that play and then a few possessions later, it was a few minutes later, whenever that dude came in and gave the the softest little shove. That was it was it was such a weird like I got my bros back, but I'm actually not going to push you. And I thought Lance, I was ready for Lance to just go full haymaker. Like I I was waiting for it. It was like you you get him back. You know I I was full uh you know hair on the back of the neck bristled ready to fight or flight let's go but lance kept his cool and kentucky really just beat the snot out of him from that point forward it forward i think had gotten it down to one uh in the second half Uh, it was either the second half the first half when tata helped lead him on that little run he hit a three uh coming out of halftime uh had another jump shot and then threw the lob to oscar to kind of get the game back in that buffer zone but after they had the little pushing and shoving thing, it went from a buffer zone game to a complete blowout. 21-point victory is the largest margin of victory over Florida at Rep Arena since 1999. Uh, they beat the snot out of them. And that's – yeah. I know most folks were just – we're still kind of semi-holding our breath on Ty Ty Washington. Still another great win. Oscar Shibway had – what was it? 27 and 19. 27 points and 19 rebounds. Like – he he was on one the whole game going it was like is Colin Castleton going to be a problem for him Castleton scored his fair share but Oscar was like I'm just going to dunk on you I'm going to grab rebounds when I want I'm a beast I'm the best college basketball player in the country and he's really proving that as we enter the the final month of the college basketball season Roush, I might have misheard you, but did you say Florida stinks because that sounds like the exact same take I had last week that I got roasted for well we Florida stinks. Florida stinks. So you agree with me? Got it. <laughs> so I had a great well, take last week. Perfect. Well, we, Justin, what, I, what, what else did you say in that take, Justin? I said that Matt Castleton stunk, but I had only watched. I had I had only watched him one time, so I will take that back. That part, but I'm not taking back Florida's part. Florida stinks. They're a tournament well, team. Well, uh, I don't know how. They, they, well, Nardi had him as his last team or his first team out, so. They're, they're right I there. Bet you, the Hoosiers. 
I bet you Florida makes the tournament. I think we were pretty fair on Florida. They're not a great team, but they are one that probably will make the tournament. And they're a team that shoots a ton of threes. They didn't actually end up shooting as many against Kentucky, weirdly enough. And we said that they've, they're have they not that great outside of Castleton. And Kentucky probably wins that game by 40 without Castleton. Roush, he was the only one yeah. that had a pulse, scored the first several points for the Gators. And he was a, a tough matchup. But luckily, this Kentucky team, this is not the first time they've done this. This is not the second time they've done this. This has been a... I, I don't want to say how many times they've done it because I don't know the answer, but it seems like it's been several times, Roush, where they have just found a way to shut down everybody else in a game except for maybe one guy. Castleton had a good game. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. No other Florida player double-digit points. No other Florida player, I think you would say, had that great of a game. That's mm-hmm. That's in, that you know that's insane to do, and you hold a team that again relies on three pointers. So if you have an off shooting night, they may not score a ton. You still hold them under sixty points on not even twenty three percent shooting from deep. Pretty yeah. pretty impressive stuff. Pretty pretty impressive, um, man. And it did have that feel though at the beginning of the game. I thought Kentucky was just going to run them out of the gym. <laughs> they went. They were up 20 to six, I think, when Wheeler got his second foul and then didn't score for like five minutes. Florida, any team, too, when you get the, they're, when they're letting Kentucky run, hard to stop. Hard to stop. And Kentucky was running all over them at the beginning. Florida was able to slow it down. And, and Kentucky, without Wheeler in there, struggled to get the offense going. But of course, Oscar and Co. helped them get that game within arm's range, uh, within arm's length. At, halftime and they kind of blew the doors open the second half but hey our guy severe wheeler he hit a shot tj he yeah hit a shot. we did I didn't, it. I didn't really care for your, your snarky tweet that was really the just kind of mean at our, our friend severe mr steak i shit. know i was just i needed your official prediction of course the game. yeah if you, if you are going to ask me if severe is going to hit a shot I, every each and every game i'm going to say yes and would i've been proven wrong there for that little stretch a couple weeks yeah i would have been proven wrong but he came back and he came back in a big way roush um, again thing i like about severe he doesn't have to rely on one aspect of a, of one stat line to to make an impact on a game he'll do a bunch of different things and when washington went down you know the offense didn't really skip a beat with him with him running the show. So uh, I, it felt good to see him have a few go in. The three that went in made me laugh because it hit every part of the rim. But, <laughs> hey, it, it, it found a way to drop. So his long national nightmare, it's over. He has made a shot. Made a shot. Suck it to the, all the haters and loser, losers, of which there are many. Severe Wheeler getting buckets once again. I just love, too, that, it. of course, it was a three, you know. There could only be one other way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's good. You know, this is a good Kentucky team. It was a good game. Oscar just puts up absolutely freakish stat lines where if this is 2014 and Julius Randle does that, we're talking about it all week. Julius Randle, he nearly had 30 and 20. Oh my gosh. How? And Julius Randle put up some pretty insane stat lines and he had a bunch of double doubles. Uh, but just what Oscar does. 27 and 19 and we we mention it but we move on almost instantly because it's just it's common and we're we're used to it 
uh, national player of the year. I just I don't think you can ignore the numbers that he's put up. It's, no, uh, no, it's it's insanity. Uh, right now, he has got I think 19 rebounds is the most against Florida ever. I, I think that was a, another record he set. Um, he also has uh, 12 straight games with 10 or more rebounds. That 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 breaks a Dan Issel record. So you know you're in good company when you're breaking Dan Issel records. 19 double doubles in just 25 games. Mm-hmm. Like that's my gosh, what a badass! He really is. He's so much fun to watch. Uh, as uh, so many players on this team are, Kellen Grady. Missed more threes than I would have expected, but still hit four of them. He, and he just the excitement of any time he just lets one go from deep. It, it really, you know, it, it's Deron Lamb esque. It is uh, Jamal Murray, Malik Monk. It, he he is squarely in that category of when if he's open on the perimeter and he's going to shoot it, I feel like it's going in, and it's 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 a nice feeling, Clark. Yeah, I just I. Some of it's a testament to what Florida was doing to try to take him away, but I do not like the the stretches where Grady hits, I think he hit three of his first four threes maybe, or maybe four threes in a row, and then he only took one shot the rest of the first half, like the final 15 minutes. When you're struggling offensively, like let's, you went five minutes without a bucket, or maybe only one bucket. It was like a Lance dunk sprinkled in a big Florida run in there. Like let's let's get Grady some looks when you're struggling there. That that that's my one bugaboo. When things are going slow, we don't need Kellen to disappear and only get easy things that come in transition. Let's let's maybe force the ball to him to get a shot or two up when Kentucky's struggling offensively and severe wheelers on the bench with two fouls. Yeah. Um I I don't know what to add to it. Yes, Kellen shoot the ball, make shots. Good. I agree. I I I'm, yes. I, I he should shoot as as much as anybody. He should shoot any possession with a Kellen Grady shot. I'm fine with. Uh, I know it was at the expense somewhat of Ty Ty's injury, but happy to see Davion Mintz get more minutes. I'd said that last week. He did. Mm-hmm. Played well. Uh, he he you know he he is adding a. He's well. We already know that he's another additional shooter that can knock it down from deep. Um, good, good to see him take advantage of it. That's the nice thing. If this team can just stay healthy, and that was the, uh, that's the that's it was interesting that like when the the options are out for the season versus hey, you know maybe it's just a few weeks. Kentucky fans and their expectations can change quickly, Roush, where like, all right, he turned an ankle. Sometimes, you know, if it doesn't look severe, if it doesn't look severe enough, you can say, all right, well, maybe he can come back later this game. At worst, it's going to probably be a a couple weeks when it was something like what we saw Washington go down with. It's like, oh, no, it's either maybe a couple weeks or it's the rest of the season. Uh I think Kentucky fans were fine saying, all right, you don't have them against Tennessee. Not ideal. The stretch of games, it's difficult. The whole SEC play, UK schedule has been difficult. But it it was funny seeing when normally people would be like, okay, is he going to be able to go this next game? Is he going to be able to come back this game? UK fans were just, just come back, be healthy, come tournament. As long Mm -hmm. as you're ready to go when March Madness rolls around, we'll be fine. And I'm squarely in that same boat where – 
just if this team, if this UK team, and that includes Toppin as well, who didn't play on Saturday, if they can just be healthy when it's the first round of the NCAA tournament, ideally for the conference tournament, so you can shake off some of those cobwebs, then I'm going to be fine with what happens the rest of the way. I don't think they're losing at home. They have three more difficult road games uh, at Tennessee on Tuesday. And then you'll have an Arkansas road game, not this next Saturday, but the Saturday after that. And then the season finale at Florida. You, you know, if you lose all three of them, maybe you're in the three to four seed line. If you, and that's not telling what you do in the SEC tournament. If you go one and two, you know, obviously what you do in those games could all differentiate the seed line and how far back you fall on all that stuff. Um, I don't really care. I don't care. Just be healthy. Be healthy. I know how good this team can be, Roush. Uh, just be healthy for the tournament. That that that's my, that was my biggest takeaway from seeing Ty Ty get hurt was I don't care if you're back on Tuesday. I don't care if you're back the following Saturday. Just be ready to roll whenever Selection Sunday rolls around, which we are under a month now. And wow. this Saturday, Roush, is when I believe they're doing the NCAA little peekaboo yeah. tournament thing. We get the early uh, bracket preview show where they revealed the top 16 seeds. Uh, and I, I would think that Kentucky would be, what, fourth or fifth right now? If they beat Tennessee, they're probably fourth. Yeah, if they beat Tennessee, they're, they're, they're I would say they're three or four. Um, no, I'd say they're two or three if they beat Tennessee. If they okay. lose to Tennessee, if they lose to Tennessee, you know, I don't know how, where does that drop them? Maybe they're five or six at that point. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't. Did Arizona lose any last week? I don't. I don't no, know. they 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 won both games. But I do think a, a, that a victory over Tennessee would put them firmly, like that, no doubt in the one conversation. But yeah, um, and and even if they lose, I don't. You know, you're not going to drop them very far. I love that the Tennessee game too. They've been actually promo in Super Tuesday. ESPN has since like Thursday of last week, which you you rarely get the Tuesday night hype except for a game like Duke, North Carolina. They've been giving Kentucky, Tennessee kind of the, the Duke, North Carolina treatment going into this game. So uh, that's going to be exciting. Really going to be exciting to to rub their noses in it tomorrow night. We'd love to go down to Knoxville and get a win. Let me just get ahead of it and say I'm already complaining about the 9 a.m. start time. 9 p.m.? Yeah. Yeah, 9, 9 p.m. Yeah, 9 a.m. start time would be amazing. Just in the show and then get ready to rock and roll and watch. Yeah, I'd be all for that. Yeah, I'm already complaining about the 9 p.m. start time. Uh, but, no, that has been nice. And you wish Kentucky could be at full strength. But it seems probably unlikely you'd have Toppin or Ty Ty for Tuesday. I mean, obviously, I've got no idea for, for top. I've got no idea for both of them. Um, no, no clue. But you may be shorthanded. It's a team that you've already beaten, so you know they're mm-hmm. going to be coming out looking for a little revenge. Uh, Tennessee, I think, is like eighth or ninth in the net. They're they're high up there in the net ranking. So a loss really isn't going to punish you. You're right, Roush. Um, not not the end of the world, but a win would be huge, especially a win if you're shorthanded. And then a season sweep of Tennessee, that'd be a lot of fun. We'll get to talk about that a lot more tomorrow. All right, we're going to hit a break. We'll come back. We'll get to the Thornton's text line for the final segment of the show. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Cage. We'll be right back. I like 
like waking up to this Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Sue me. It's a perfect way to start the day. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. Hopefully on your Monday after the Super Bowl, you've got a ton of leftovers from having Salsaritas cater over the weekend. I know your party probably went swell if you use Salsaritas catering. If you did not and you don't have a bunch of delicious leftovers, then you're just going to have to hit up the Salsarita store yourself. They've got two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. Download the app, just Salsaritas. It'll save you time. It'll save you money. You'll scan it when you go to pay. You build up rewards, and I promise you it won't be long before you scan it and somebody behind the register says, you've got $5 off. You've got $2 off. You've got a free entree. Would you like us to use it? And then you'll say, well, yeah, absolutely. And bada boom, bada bing, you're saving money by going to Salsaritas. So check them out. The Middletown one has a drive-through. The St. Matthews location was renovated in 2021. Really cool indoor location. You'll enjoy it. For lunch or dinner, check out Salsaritas. Let's yeah. check out the Thornton's text line. Woo, we love Salsaritas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves it. I agree. We should also check out the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. A texter says, can't help but think that if that play happened to UK and not Duke, TJ's opinion would be different. It was an extremely dirty and dangerous play. Should be suspended for a couple games and probably will be. I think it was one game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, could be wrong about that, though. Now, I, I would say the exact same thing that I said. It was a dirty play. I won't blame them if they keep him out a game or two. Or, you know, again, I think it kind of depends on the kid and does he have a history of this stuff and practice and that sort of deal. But I just, I, I think a dirty play is a dirty play. Yeah, and he'll get suspended. Falls under the dirty play umbrella, and this was a dirty one. I don't, you know, people punch each other in the face sometimes. Sometimes people trip each other and try to twist ankles and stuff like that. Try to hurt somebody, trying to hurt somebody. It's not good. No, no, not good at all. Um, I also had uh, very glad that I – I know we're, they're talking about that Clemson-Duke play, but uh, in that Florida game, there was a couple of times where just the uh, – the the south end in me was just trying to come out like just fight him just punch him in the face get your guys back like i especially there was one time when uh the dude that hurt ty ty which like it, it probably i mean i, I would say 90 percent chance that it was 99 percent, 95 like he he wasn't trying to do anything dirty there he was just unnecessarily hustling in my opinion like you didn't have the ball you didn't need to dive there it was probably a foul but I like the student section booing him throughout the whole time. I really wanted – he got Oscar on a pump fake in the air, and Oscar, instead of just coming down with him with a hurricane, he just got an and one. And, hell, he should have fouled him harder just to not give him the and one, but the south in me, in me wanted the – he wanted the retribution there. Just, just, like, really take out some frustration on that guy. <laughs> I wanted it so bad. Yeah, and I thought Kentucky – and I thought this for the most part – and they've had, sadly, several different examples of it. When somebody goes down or somebody gets hurt, they they do stay more composed than you would expect. And I actually think 
Saturday was the best that they've been. Uh, some of the other injuries and whatnot have happened on the road, I know, and that makes it maybe a little bit tougher. But they've always done a good job of not allowing it to completely snowball or get out of control. And then on Saturday, they really kind of regrouped, refocused, and buried Florida after the fact. So mm -hmm. uh, that that was good to see. A texter on the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450, says Chet Holmgren's defense is the one thing that sets him apart from Jabari and Paolo. He could be an elite rim protector in the NBA. Can't say that for the other guys. Yeah, he could be. And you are right that you probably aren't saying that about the other guys. But you also, I still just imagine some of those grown men in the NBA, in, in the NBA and imagine Chet having to worry about getting a shoulder put into him from those guys. There's. I wonder if um, like, that, that that's concerning. Is elite rim protector is that a is that even a thing in the NBA anymore? It's not. It's like a a secondary attribute. Like if that, yeah, if, but, like it's like, oh sweet, and you can kind of block shots. That's awesome. But just think of how we remember like Nerlens Noel and Anthony Davis as shot blockers in college. It's it so much, yeah, such a game changer. But in NBA, they're solid shot blockers, but it's not. You, you don't really build a team around shot blocking. Right, right, right. Because players are just that much better. <laughs> I think that's a lot to do with it. Yeah. Offensively, they're just that good that you can't have some dude out here just erasing all the shots but it's going to be fun to just picking between those three and then seeing kind of how they progress uh between the, the three of them all are good and then also all of them are going to uh to be on teams that are expected to to make national title runs in the NCAA tournament, which is which is exciting, I, I guess. Kentucky's not any of those teams. You know, it's weird that Kentucky's not a team that in March, Roush, we're saying like, well, you know, we feel like we've got one of the best players in college basketball that is going to go number one in the NBA. So we know that maybe talent alone can shine. Kentucky does have one of the best players in college basketball in Oscar Sheway, but he doesn't even show up on some draft boards. You have a, who should probably be a lottery pick in Ty Ty Washington. And again, you know, let's hope that he is healthy. We think he's going to be fine. But we're talking about like the top three picks and how they can lead their teams. Weirdly enough, not Kentucky in that regard. Kind of, kind of strange. Uh, it is strange. I, yeah. I, you're not used to seeing it, but you know what? I'm glad because we we talk too much about the NBA draft when discussing college basketball. Like that, the ESPN lays it on thick. They bring Mike Schmitz and his stupid comb over to games just so he can talk about prospects, and it's dumb. You don't need him there at the games just to see his stupid face. Like have him call in, have him do something else. I just can't stand Mike Schmitz because Mike Schmitz loves Mike Schmitz more than anybody loves anything in this world. It drives me insane. Quit making this about you, you loser. Oh. <laughs> Texture says, Dave, TJ said gross for buffalo chicken dip. I sure did, Dave. It's uh, yeah, I can there's too much cream cheese and there's cream cheese and ranch in it. So like that's cream, way yeah. out. Wet, TJ's yeah. way out on that. A little cream cheese you could get away with, but then you're gonna mix the ranch. Uh, get out of here. No way. A texter says, Uncle Bo has Rogers Adams to play for Denver week one next year, plus 250. It was plus 600 a month ago. What don't we know? Mm. He's coming back to Green Bay. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. I'm not worried about it. 
Justin, does TJ sound worried about it? A little bit. The relationship between QB Aaron Rodgers and the Packers is in as good a spot as it has been in a long time, leading to optimism and hope that he will choose to return to Green Bay. Green Bay is willing to do what is necessary contract-wise to make it happen. My story from a little fella named Ian Rappaport. Oh, man, I love it, Justin. Rodgers is getting them all the Green Bay fans ripped up just to pull the wool over their faces and go to Pittsburgh to be a Steeler. <laughs> I'm, I'm out on the Pittsburgh situation. What? Wow. I, I, I just don't see it happening. Is, he just, is it because he's not good enough for the Steelers? He's no, no big Ben. No, I just, I'm with this texter. I think it's Denver. <laughs> oh. It's going to be Green Bay, you all. I'm with Denver. It's going to be great when it's Green Bay and then Rodgers going to get one more. I can't wait. I mean, he's going to get gonna one go more to Super the Bowl. NFC Championship game. And he's going to get one more Super Bowl at Green Bay, and you all don't know obnoxious until this happens. Okay? Uh, man, somebody shared with me a stat, too, that Joe Mixon has thrown more touchdowns in the Super Bowl in the last decade than Aaron Rodgers. That can't be true, can it? I think somebody sent that into the Thornton sex line. Uh, that's fine. The Roll Call Facebook page. I think that's what. It was. Oh, was that that what yeah. it was? That mm-hmm. that's great. Good for Joe Mixon. <laughs> really needed him to score a touchdown. That would have been nice. Same. He kind of yeah. Forget the yeah. Uh, that was that was tough. You don't get count for touchdowns says- if you throw it instead of. Since you guys are sports experts, have you been watching the Winter Olympics? Haven't even turned it on one single time. Wow, what an American. You hate your country? Hate the troops? <laughs> what's, what's the deal, TJ? You could say I'm actually a great American by boycotting the Chinese Olympics. Ooh, that's, that's, yep, good point. That's a great spin good. zone. So there you have it, Justin. I'm actually a great... Uh, I, I don't really care about the Winter Olympics to begin with, and then... It's been uh, – there's been so many other exciting sports going on that haven't haven't ventured over to the Olympics. No, me neither. I've I've watched a lot, to be honest. A lot. A lot? Like, what's what's your favorite? Uh, Skeleton, for sure. There is nothing better than Skeleton. Or the the long ski jump where they just lay flat and they just float in the air for forever. That's always fun, too. Feels like the Winter Olympics are just like – uh, it's a it's a human testament that none of these people die doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So let's just go face first on ice, eighty miles an hour. That's not it's not safe. Sign me up. A texter on the Thornton text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Great win over Florida. Not as close as it felt at times. Got frustrated with officials a few times, but thought, meh, that's the norm. And then the former head of official hit the old Twitter feed and said amateur hour, among other things, about the poor officials. Cool to be validated, but how did you still employ John Higgins? Go Cats. Yeah, those uh, former NCAA head of official rips crew for UK basketball. It was John Adams. He'll tweet. I guess him and Oscar are boys. Him and Oscar will tweet and have conversations. Kind of fun to follow along. But John Adams was not thrilled with the officiating I mean, on the, Saturday. The jump ball walk. Like, what? what, what do you, it's got to be something. You can't just like, no, it's inadvertent whistle. You keep the ball. That was the most yeah, – that was that so was bad. bad. <laughs> I mean, like, I, 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 I have no idea. No idea. <sighs> That's – like, again, you know – 
there are, I'm sure, people that listen to this radio show, Roush, that aren't the biggest fans of you, me, or Scoots, or one of us, or the three of us, and they probably think we whine about officials and all that stuff. And we do. And I, we, I don't, I, I do. So I'll speak for myself. I do. And I, I don't run away from it. And part of the reason I do it is just because you see this stuff on, on the, and I, I could answer this, what I'm about to say to myself in one of two ways. But you see this stuff, and it's just like, gosh darn, you know that one of these goobers could end Kentucky season just like that in the NCAA tournament. When you play in a format where it's win or go home, you got to win six games to be the champion, and so many games come down to the wire that one bad call could be the one that that sends you home. It It is frustrating. On the flip side, you could say, well, TJ, if you know that, that it, it comes down, it, you know, that – that could happen in March, then what's the point of getting so worked up about it in the regular season? You know, it's not going to matter. It, it officiating plays a role in this, in all of this. And the other, the other side of it is though, like this, it just, it hits at home when you see it in the regular season. Cause you know, it's coming Roush, you know, that uh, and if it's not Kentucky, it'll be some other team, but you know, uh, some bad calls are going to basically in teams years that, yeah. that, what these officials do are going to basically everything that some of these kids have worked for since the last off season could come down to one of these goobers just making a terrible, terrible call. And it's frustrating to me. Nothing you can do about it, though. I understand that. Yeah. It's a shame you can't, though. Like, come on. Well, maybe if more people like John Adams rips officials, it just seems like there's this, you can't, like even commentators are so quick to, to have their back and defend them. That's why we get excited when you hear like when Jay Billis and you know he'll do it from time to time when they when he'll rip officials. But now I almost feel like they're being told to let's take it easy on them, guys. Yeah, to like be official sympathizers, and I, I'm not all for that. Nope, not for it at all. I am for getting back to this Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Great win over Florida. Not as close as it felt at times. Got frustrated with the officials a few just times. I thought man, I just read that, but. Oh man, I, mm. I thought it was a different officiating one. Oh, no, <sighs> I'm not sure if you've discussed this yet or not. Gritty or icky shuffle? Mm, the gritty, gritty for sure. Yeah, yeah. Same. A, t- a texture says we need more of this is Kentucky basketball commercials. I want Tide Tide teaching the guys to Tide Tide. Now that's oh, hilarious. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, I saw where they uh, they they made a. A thing with Kentucky football, they have Carrington Valentine running around the the UK football office saying, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? That, that's pretty good. Well, I haven't seen that, but that, that sounds just, pretty funny. Another yeah. yeah. um, texture says, they should not be able to zone a Tata Mintz Grady lineup, but they did and it worked because uh, sadly, we the, the Keon Brooks experience, <laughs> it was a fun six-game stretch of awesomeness and consistency. And he's the zone buster. He's great at playing that mid-range and, and hitting a couple uh, jumpers from the elbow. And that that breaks a zone down more than hitting threes. And he was off. He he was he was not his usual self uh, uh, against Florida. So just one of four, two. You can't two you can't guard both up. If you get Brooks in the middle of that zone and he's hitting that, and the defense says, "Okay, well, we need to take that away." then the texture's right that one of 
Ty Ty, Mintz, or Grady, they're going to be open for threes if they're going to do that. Unfortunately, it wasn't going well for for Brooks. Uh, it would have been a great game to have a top in just to see if, all right, Brooks not feeling it, just not really coming to him naturally. Let's see if Jacob can get it going. Uh, gosh, that was the, the quickest stint. Poor Damian Collins was in there for a split second, it seemed like. Had a foul called against him, then taken out. Hopkins got a little bit more minutes. But uh, how about Lance Ware, Roush? The worst free throw I think I've ever seen in a game. Let's give it up for Lance, everybody. Yeah, good job, buddy. Because, like, not only did he eat, usually the air ball is at least straight on. This air ball was, like, oh yeah, pocket. I mean, it wasn't even, it wasn't even close. It was like uh, it was like a 7, a 7 o'clock shot, just short to the left. <laughs> not good it, oh, it it was it was very ugly uh, but it still played hard and did some nice things and and uh again you know 4.7 minutes not really ever going to really blow you away a stat line like that but valuable valuable minutes and allows oscar to get a breather and just only a breather because he still played 38 minutes but uh good stuff but that would have been a nice game for Toppin with with brooks struggling but oh well uh, hopefully he'll be back sooner than later uh, texter, the Thorns text line, 502-414-1450. I can't believe I've just seen what I've just seen on that Castleton double dribble. Yeah. That's... I love Lance Ware in the background of that play too. Yes. Yes. And he's just doing the double dribble signal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about Lance? Uh, texter says, Tata using his shooting slump at the right time of the year, high basketball IQ. I, I don't hate it as long as Kentucky's still winning. You can because eventually you're going to get out of that slump. But now let's just hope that he's healthy and you go from there. Uh, Texture says huge blow for the program if we lose Cohen. No two ways about it. Yep, but I mean that's kind of you. I mean it's kind of what you wanted out of it's it's damn if 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 the, if you get the right guy for the job that's going to turn the offense around in a year like he did, then other people are going to want to hire him. And that's just kind of the the game you play. I, I know we say it not often, but when like it's kind of good that Mark Stoops' name was up for all those high-profile jobs. Like That's because they're doing the right things in Lexington. So it would stink. The timing would not be good. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you couldn't blame him. So just thank him for what he did and go find somebody who can do something similar kind of keep that scheme around because Kentucky they, they did well with it they really took to it it was working well now it's time to take that offense to the next step hopefully it's with Cohen on board at UK fingers crossed a uh, texter says more like Kellen Gritty the Gritty very popular he he, he I thought I, I granddad doesn't strike me as a gritty guy though maybe that's uh, he, the, he, he gritties he does okay can you gritty no, no, uh, n- not at all. Man, I just I imagine in this world, Kentucky's playing in the Final Four. It's Saturday. KRC's down on Bourbon Street. Roush has a horseshoe hair hairdo, and you're just grittying down on Bourbon Street. You got two hurricanes in your hands. I don't. I don't really know how it works. Like it. I know there's more to it, but it just seems like they're just kind of skipping. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Basically, you're just getting a little like one-two hop skip. It's kind of like a, you know, like a cocky skip. I can cocky skip then. 
But especially if you've got hurricanes in each hand. Grow out the horseshoe. That's what the people want. A texture says the Louisville Kentucky game should be played Super Bowl Sunday at 2 p.m. every year. Yeah, gosh, I'd be all for it. I've been saying that for many, many years. Uh, totally agree. Guess what? I watched a lot of college basketball yesterday because I was bored waiting for sports to be on. Had some good games, too. Uh, UConn, St. John's went down to the final buzzer. Maryland, I thought, may pull up the upset against Purdue. That was an exciting game. Uh, but, yeah, you, Kentucky L, you put that at two. Super Bowl Sunday, it, the ratings are just off off the chain. And normally when Louisville isn't such a dog poop basketball program, that could be an important game for seeding standpoint as well. Um, I guess all games are technically supposed to be the same, but it just feels, you know, big seeding games in March, they, they, they matter more. They say every game, regardless of when it happens, is counted the same. I yeah, I don't believe it. Right, right. Uh, I, I don't either. Uh, a texture says, I love how butthurt Matt Jones gets about Cal's post-game press conference. Dude must be feeling guilty about his BS last year if he takes offense to Cal's comments. Well, it's, gosh, Roush, you know, I know that this puts you in a tough spot, but it really is something that should be talked about. I don't know if our radio show is the one to do it or not, but Cal is just – throwing haymakers in his post-game press conference about the people and he's and he's talking about your former ex-boss there's really no mystery surrounded around it uh, just with the negativity of last season it is worth discussing we don't have a ton of time for it today but cal i thought cal is not taking the high road in this regard uh, and i have found that whole that whole dynamic to be interesting but oh, there's our little buzzer that we're running out of time so probably just should move to the next one uh the next one says uh tell tj i'm working really hard to get this deleted from the internet and that was the joe mixon aaron Rodgers thing that you had mentioned oh man hey did great it, for joe mixon good for him did it get deleted from the internet I don't, I'm sure it probably didn't. I think that's just a thing people say. Oh, okay. Man. The fact that Oscar has a 29 and 19 game and I'm not impressed truly shows how impressive he is. How he makes crazy stat lines look so easy and normal is unreal. Hope he gets player of the year and a first round NBA tr contract. Did you see the people lining up to get his autograph after the game? Yes. Oh my gosh. That was Tyler Thompson. She was there and it was, it was, it was cool because you see the masses of people, but then he's got to go like, sorry, I, you know, I've got to got to go do the media stuff. He does the press conference and then he comes back out and signs more autographs afterwards. Just what a guy. You, you can't say enough good things about the big O. Yeah, he is an awesome guy. I would just say to UK fans that are listening to this radio show that may get just, you know, be also understanding of his time. Don't, you know, don't be the fan that like, I waited for 30 minutes and then I was up next and he had to run. He, he, maybe at some point he can't do him forever. I've, I've always heard that he's super gracious with his time. He seems like a great person, but I hope folks will also be understanding that he is still a college student and basketball player. So he doesn't have all the time in the world, Roush. No, no. Um, but hey, he's very generous with it. And I know the fans appreciate it. And I know he appreciates the love from the fans too. And, and that's something I think uh, would be a complaint of some of the older fans through the, the one and done generation. You don't get to know these guys. I think there's, there's truly a, a significant connection between Oscar and the fan base. And it's, uh, it's tangible and it, it's refreshing. Love to see it from Oscar Sheepway. 
Yep. Once again, the refs are terrible in the end of deciding a game. It's not the calls that I'm upset about, even though that was a horrible P.I. call on 55 for the Bengals, but it's the fact that the refs let the game be physical the whole game until the last drive for the Rams. Such a joke. Yeah, the consistency thing, that that that's always tough to stomach. Mm-hmm. Uh, another text says, 25 SEC players in the Super Bowl. It just means more. To quote Bear Bryant, Football in the SEC is not a matter of life and death. It's much more important than that. Oh, that's a great quote. Uh, it does just mean more. The LA Rams winning the Super Bowl will be great. Boom to boom, boom to Kentucky recruiting if Liam Cohen remains UK's offensive coordinator. And if he does stay, I can't wait to see what year two will look like. This is why I was rooting for the Rams. Oh, man. We've talked a lot about Liam Cohen. Listen to the podcast if you haven't heard that. Four by four is 16. Nick says one texter. That's no in reference that. to you. That's in reference to you saying you had four groups for your scramble yesterday. Oh, yeah. I don't really remember if it was four or three. Yeah, you know, but whatever. <laughs> Did you listen to the KSR pregame this past weekend with Vince? Some great insight into the program and hilarious comments at the end about Tennessee. No, I did not. Um, but he did say that uh, offensive tackle. He was doing the like. I probably shouldn't say this, but uh, but I think they have an offensive tackle for. Oh, Vanderbilt. the Vandy. Oh, yeah, the Vander- Do we like it, that? Apparently, he's good, and a lot of people want him. So, like, it's not like the one guy from Rutgers who was like Kentucky or FIU, and you're like, wait, what? This doesn't add up. Like, a lot of other Power Five programs really want this guy. So that's good to hear. I saw a tweet, and it was fifty cent upside down, and it said me trying to connect my charger without getting out of bed, and <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty. It's a good tweet. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's Not pretty perfect. good. Uh, Texter says, students, so what does Justin actually do for Mary J on to her t- teacher? Boots. <laughs> uh, they're doing a I think you I think you should leave bit. Yeah. <laughs> Student, what do you mean by boots? Like he carries them around, puts them on her, cleans them, teach her boots. Boots. <laughs> Said it was much funnier in my head. Oh, no. I got it. I got it. Uh, but if you didn't think I should, th- if you didn't watch, I think you should leave. Probably not going to be as funny to those people. John here. Good Valentine's morning to all. You know, guys, to me, the Super Bowl was okay, but it's kind of, it's kind of had that feeling of a Sunday night matchup instead of being the big Super Bowl. The halftime show was okay, but not great. After a great regular season and playoffs, it just kind of seemed like a letdown. Okay, well, maybe it was because it was the first round without the Chiefs playing in it. Okay, the Cats will be on the one line. I believe Ty Ty will probably miss about two games, but I think we're going to be okay. I said a prayer for the young man. In Jesus' name, he will get well soon. I also did the Cat Attack Dance Live on YouTube for Ty Ty, so he will get better soon. Nothing but the vibes, my friend. Well, got to go talk to you later. I saw the cat attack dance. It looks a little more like a workout routine than an actual dance. Ooh, that sounds exhausting. I don't know if I can do a workout routine. Yeah, dance is something you bust out on a dance floor. It looked more like a workout routine, something you bust out in the gym, John. But uh, great message all the same. Another texter says, love how Mintz is playing, going to need him to come in, hit a couple big shots on the way to number nine. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. the thing about this team is, like, I-, I could see a tournament game being the Davion Mintz 
tournament game. I could see you having a Keon Brooks tournament game. You just know Oscar's going to have insane stat lines every game. Uh, I could see Wheeler having like 18 randomly in a tournament game and, and Kentucky winning by four or something like that. That's the beauty of this team is it could be anybody, any given night. I think that's a good thing, Roush. Oh, it's a great thing. Um, they, they talked about it before the game too, really embracing their roles. And when you've got guys who are just doing whatever they can to be at their best in that role, uh, anyone can go off on any given night. So really love the way this team has come together. Now, just got to get them, got to get them healthy. Got to get them healthy. Uh, the texter uh, says, a bit off topic, but a massively huge shout out to my wife, Dr. Money Moon. Her Hall of Fame induction was this morning at Moorhead State. They did a great job honoring the inductees. I'm so proud of her athletic and academic success. Happy Valentine's Day and congratulations, Mook. Wow, Dr. Money Mook. I know uh, sounds like it's going to be a great Valentine's Day at the Mook household. That's exciting. Uh, KRC was happy to help with the Moorhead State Hall of Fame induction. I'm glad that that finally happened. And congrats. And congrats to us for also making it happen. We did it. We collectively all did it. Woo! Woo! Are you really watching college basketball if you aren't complaining about the refs? Exactly. You got to complain about the refs. You have to. <laughs> Short and to the left, that's what she said regarding Lance Ware's free throw. Yes. Tables. And that's the last text. Just tables. Love it. Got a giggle for me when you sent it in. All right, everybody have a great Monday and a great Valentine's Day. Any Valentine's Day shout-out, Roush? Shout-out to all my Valentines out there. Uh, I just get it. It's my one Valentine. It's to the, to, to the wife and to baby Lucy, my, my, the best Valentines that you could ever ask for. Justin, any Valentine's Day shout-outs your way? I, I'm going to say, like, Roush, shout-out to all my Valentines. I'm not, hey. married. I'm not married, so I can say that. IU girl, Walmart girl, all the, of them. the contract contract girl, contract girl, especially she's getting the shout out. Happy Valentine's Day. All right. Yeah. Justin's got too many. We, we don't have enough time on the show. Thanks for all the text in. We'll be back tomorrow. It'll be a game day edition. We'll preview the cats in Tennessee. This is Kentucky roll call on big exports radio. Be your walk. me.